The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about applying design thinking to the customer experience in order to improve processes and delivery and provide more customer-centric products and services. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Lawrence Gonzalez, Vice President of Product Insights on the Global Client Experience Team within the Commercial Bank at J.P. Morgan Chase. Lawrence, welcome to the show. Hey, Greg. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Excited to be here and uh, looking forward to sharing some exciting insights with your listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking, looking forward to this. This is uh, a topic I, I love to, to talk about. And I know you and I uh, chatted a bit as we were preparing for this and really, really looking forward to your, your thoughts here. Uh, but first, why don't we just give a little background on um, yourself as well as uh, what you're currently doing at JPMorgan Chase? Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Lawrence Gonzalez. I'm originally from the Rio Grande Valley, Texas, and currently based out of New York City. I've been at J.P. Morgan for, for about five years, primarily in a client experience and business transformation capacity. Right now, I'm the vice president of Product Insights within the commercial bank, like you mentioned. And in the role, I really sit at the intersection of research and strategy with the goal of being the voice of the client. So I try to figure out as many intake channels as I can to understand client sentiment and the pain points that they're facing day to day, um, and then work with various product owners, leadership to uh, implement solutions to enhance the overall client experience. Prior to this role, I sat in a business transformation seat, still within the, the commercial bank, where I led a, a design thinking work stream with the goal of you know, thinking of what should the commercial bank look like in the next five to 10 years? And like I said, primarily leveraging design thinking principles that were a really a new concept to the commercial bank at the time. Um, so there was a lot of culture carrying, a lot of inspiration that had to happen in, in that last role, but um, it was a great experience and uh, looking forward to talking about talking about the experience here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, definitely want to dive into really talking about applying design thinking to the customer experience. But first, uh, for those maybe a little less familiar Let's start with a couple of definitions here. So first, how would you describe design thinking for those that may be a little less familiar with the term? So at the highest level, 
design thinking is really a problem solving methodology that's meant to be very innovative and very human centered. So you bring together uh, all your key parties in the business, the users, or, or the people that would go through a specific process and your technology team. And you try to inspire them all to use really a, a blue sky approach to, pro uh, to solving a problem where there are no limitations. No one's thinking about cost, the current state, uh, you know, what would be needed to build out a tool or a product. And this group zooms in on a very specific process and a very specific persona and let's set a very specific pain point for that persona and try to uh, use different ideation methodologies to come up, you know, really with that aha moment to solve that problem. And there are a lot of you know, tactical ideation practices within design thinking, but the overall principle is really that the, the process should be hands-on and collaborative. So you can picture um, a bunch of people in a room or, or in the post-COVID world on a Zoom conference room. And everyone's, you know, collaborating, writing on sticky notes, whiteboarding, sketching, folding pieces of paper. And it's all really meant to get the creative juices flowing and get to that aha moment to solve that, that problem that I talked about. Great. Yeah. That's, uh, thanks. Thanks for that definition. So to apply a design thinking mindset and, and process to customer experience, what does that entail? So I'll, I'll talk about that in the context of your mindset and, and process, like you mentioned, and Within a mindset perspective, it's really getting buy-in within your organization and, and making sure that people are, are okay with the culture. Because um, like I said, there is a lot of, lot of hands-on uh, collaboration that needs to occur. And when you get a group of very senior uh, executives in the room and say, guys, we're going to you know, draw pictures and, and fold pieces of paper to try and inspire creativity, it might not be received so well. So you really need to make sure that you educate and inspire the organization. And when I say educate, you want to you know, explain to people what is design thinking, what are the inputs, what are the outputs, and what's the value proposition of it. And to show them that value proposition, you can do things like show them uh, white papers, talk about uh, you know references to large tech companies, fintechs, places where design thinking, you know, you might be a little bit more familiar with these companies implementing those principles, um, and, and really helps with buy-in. From an inspiration perspective, you, you have to think that you know you are really being a trailblazer in the organization. And so you will get a lot of, that's not possible. We've never done it that way. So it's really your, your role to help people stay inspired to get to that aha moment and to stay in that right mindset. And I think one way to keep people inspired is to constantly celebrate the wins throughout the entire design thinking process. And it could be something as, as simple as, you know, guys, at the beginning of the day, we had zero ideas. Now we have 300 um, and really just, you know, keeping, keeping people motivated. And from a, from a process perspective, it, I think you know, people are in the right mindset. Now, what do you actually tell them, show them? You need to make sure that you have a clear vision for your organization. You know, where, where, what's the transformation or the client experience vision that we're trying to accomplish? Keep people focused and stay agile. So from a vision perspective, there are a couple of different design thinking artifacts that are really key to setting this vision. So the, there are really two main ones that I want to touch on. The first is a user persona. So this is, you know, who are we actually designing for? Who's the client experience that we're, we're thinking of? And it's really just a, a, a summary of your typical client or typical user. How are they feeling? What are their objectives? How do they accomplish those objectives? And then the second artifact sort of dovetails off that persona is a, a journey map. And both, you know, what is the current state and what is the target state that we're looking for? And this journey map is meant to lay out what are all of the objectives 
um, or the processes that you know, someone is trying, this persona is trying to accomplish every day. And what are they feeling throughout that entire process? Because like I said, this is very user-centered, human-centered. So you want to think about the points where they might be experiencing delight or they might be experiencing friction. And when you have that journey map laid out, it really enables you to look at a very specific part of the process, focus in, and then get those couple of groups that I talked about, the business, the users, the technology team, to ideate and use all their creative juices on a very specific pain point within that process. And then also, you know, when you're very focused, it, it keeps you from boiling the ocean, which really helps with that, that whole you know, staying agile piece of design thinking, because you will face a lot of roadblocks. Um, and if you are trying to transform, build a, build a massive, massive product or solve 10 pain points at one time, you know, it might, it might slow you down in the transformation process. So just really staying focused and, and making sure you don't boil the ocean and underneath both of those things, you know, the, the mindset and the process, you need to make sure that you have a method to understand client sentiment at all times. And this could be done with surveys, interviews, focus groups, just constantly making sure that your clients are feeling the pain that you think they're feeling so that you know you're not heading in the right direction. That's another thing about, you know, design thinking. It's always user-focused, making sure that you have uh, a good touch on how they might be feeling. Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what we rely on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management, it streamlines workflow management, and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which all are major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. If you're struggling with projects, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all their features in a single plan. No upsells, no upgrades. Go to Basecamp.com agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel anytime. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to the show. So you've been doing this for, for a little while and, and certainly, you know, at a at the scale of of an organization like like JB Morgan Chase. What can you talk about some of the things you've learned by going through this process in your own experience? Yeah, absolutely. I like that you mentioned uh, JP Morgan. Uh, and it's been a very interesting experience going through it at, at this company because it is so large and there are so, so many moving parts. So when you're trying to go through you know, transformation or trying to enhance a client experience, there are a lot of different teams you know, that, you, that you're going to have to find synergy with. So one of the biggest learnings is making sure that you have strategic alignment with the organization. And that's both from a transformation and from a client experience perspective. So when, I, when I'm thinking about transformation, you are changing the fundamental processes of how the business is, how the business is operate, operating. So when you are trying to build out a new product or implement a new process, there are probably 30, 40, 50 other teams that are working on projects or initiatives that are in the context of the current state. So you need to make sure that you are aligned with those 50 different initiatives so that their strategic roadmap aligns with your vision for you know what, what the bank should look like five to 10 years out. It's just to make sure that you don't run into any roadblocks in, in the future. 
And from a client experience perspective, that alignment is still very, very key because you are ultimately, you are the voice of the client. You are the, the fuel to the engine. All of the sentiment data that you have feeds design, feeds product, feeds sales, feeds transformation even. So making sure that people are aware of the data that you have and the sentiment that you've captured on clients is so, so key and really the, the fuel to the machine. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's, um, let's dive in a little bit more between this this relationship between design thinking and customer experience. So you, you have mentioned this before as well, a key component of design thinking is empathy. So in fact, it's, it's usually the first stage. How do you think that your experience, because you did work directly with customers and so you have that experience, you know, how, how do you think that your experience working on the front line with customers set you up to, to do this, to, to use design thinking techniques later on and you know, in, your, in your current role? Yeah, absolutely. So I think to answer your question directly, the, what it, I have been enabled to do is to put my user hat on at any time when I'm thinking about pain points that might be experienced in the current state or a process that needs to be changed. Like you said, I've spoken to spoken to a number of clients and a number of internal employees on a number of different touch points across the end-to-end -end process. It could be you know, the, the pitching process, someone interacting with a service person, someone onboarding a product. And once you talk to enough people about these various processes, you are able to understand you know, where they might be experiencing points of friction, where they might be experiencing points of, of delight really on a thematic level. And so it's really being able to put that user persona hat on and have that empathy be in touch with that emotions to understand, you know, that's a really, really annoying part of the process where I really, really like that part of the process. And if you don't put that hat on, you might think very logically, you know, how do I reduce cycle time? How do I increase revenue? How do I make more deals? But to enhance the client experience and provide a best in class you know, experience for our clients, you have to put the user persona hat on you have to think about, you know, what are the clients feeling today and what, what are their, you know, their, their biggest pain points. Definitely. What do you think are some unique aspects of a design thinking approach that really lend themselves well to customer experience design and in, in, in particular? Yeah, I, th I think there are a number of things that lend themselves to customer experience design. And we've talked about a couple of them, you know, being client centric, yeah. co-creating with partners, educating, staying agile, et cetera. Uh, but there, there are a couple of more I want to call out. The first is ensuring that you have clear sponsorship for any design thinking initiative. Like I said earlier, you get a bunch of senior people, you know, from lower level all the way up to senior people into a room and you start talking to them about, you know, ideating, just, you know, trying to come up with the next aha moment, the big idea, you might not be received well. So making sure that you have clear sponsorship on the initiative really helps with with driving traction and with um, overall buy-in of the initiative. The second thing is making sure that you're able to measure success. So at the very beginning of any initiative, like I said, you want to get very focused on a very specific part of a user's experience on a very specific pain point. And then when you're solving for it, you want to say, what does the current state look like? You know, how do we know that this is not going well? What are the, the key performance indicators? that say we're not doing a good job. And then as you go through your transformation or your design thinking initiative, you can track against those same indicators to make sure that you're moving in the right direction or if things go off course, you can tweak them as needed. And the last thing is making sure that you are able to communicate with the organization. We've already talked about, you know, making sure partners are aware of 
the data that you have, making sure that you can get synergy with the organizations, but you want to make sure that you have multiple channels of communication out to the organization to get to the wider audience, especially at you know, a very large company like JP Morgan, just because you know, the people that you think are on the distribution might not be on that distribution. So how about, you know, we've been talking pretty positively about design thinking. I certainly have seen many, many benefits of it as well in my own career. Any warnings or cautions for teams that, you know, they may be inspired by this podcast, but, you know, just things to look out for as, as they get started in their own organization. So I think the, the biggest thing is understanding that you cannot be afraid to be wrong when you are going through a design thinking process. Like I said, you might, you might try to solve a problem. You might come up with 300 and 299 of them might not be you know, the, the right answer, but it's just that one and, and being comfortable with, you know, I'm going to go down this track because this is what you know, I think my users want. And then you can always, like I said, once you have those key performance indicators, you know, stay agile, pivot your approach as needed. But to get that big aha moment, you have to be okay with the risk and, and comfortable with working in uncharted territories. Yeah. Yeah, that looks, that's great. How would you advise a team to measure their success in, in efforts as they, as they apply? I mean, obviously there's the end result of the, of the initiative, but how do you measure success as you're applying design thinking to CX? Yep. So I think having any sort of key performance indicators that are specific to the, sp the, the problem that you're trying to solve are key, but you want to figure what that what those key performance indicators are, consult your stakeholders across those three groups that I mentioned and make sure that they actually agree that this is what success looks like to us. And then you track those success metrics early and you track them often. But two specific metrics that I, I would call out you know, just in the context of client experience are sort of industry sort of standards or, or client satisfaction or CSAT and, and net promoter score or MPS. Uh, just because that really is you know, how are your clients feeling about X product, X process? You know, it's, it's really keeping your, your pulse on their, their sentiment. And so client satisfaction is really meant to, to measure their satisfaction against a product or a service. Well, net promoter score measures their willingness to recommend their, that product or service to a friend or a colleague. Um, and those are pretty standard across the industry. So in addition to those specific metrics, I would also recommend yeah, narrowing in on those those two. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I think if those are good because they provide a relative measure over time, so you can see as you're as you're experimenting, as you're adding new things to the mix, you can you can kind of see how those affecting on the ebb and flow over time. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up here. You've given plenty of great advice already, but you know what's what's one piece of advice you would have for teams that are considering some of the approaches we discussed as they navigate the months ahead? So I think the advice that I would give is is you know know that design thinking will work a little bit differently in in any organization. Um, you know, in my transformation role or in my my client experience role, I've worked with a number of consultants, designers, and researchers that have come from, from a number of top companies across their respective fields. And that is the feedback that I have heard that the, the principles of design thinking that we've talked about here today sort of remain consistent. You know, you want to inspire, you want to stay agile, but the actual way that you implement them is slightly different. So, you know, just again, being comfortable in the uncomfortable, knowing that you're in uncharted territory is, is okay, but just, you know, 
be comfortable and stay agile, stay nimble and, and, you know, push that transformation through to, to ultimately enhance the client experience. Wonderful. Yeah, no, great, great advice. Well, again, I'd like to thank Lawrence Gonzalez, Vice President of Product Insights on the Global Client Experience Team within the Commercial Bank at JPMorgan Chase. You can learn more about Lawrence and JPMorgan Chase by following the links in the show notes. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.